Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God for such a great time. We thank God for His mercies. Thank Him for His love. We thank Jesus for the grace. And we thank the Holy Spirit for His communion that He always abode with us. I want us to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the gift of life. We bless your name. Spirit of God, we say good morning, Holy Spirit. Pray that as you are about to reason your word. Father, I pray I'm just a vessel. Hide me behind a cross. And let Jesus be manifest. Let anyone under the sound of my voice be liberated. Anyone going to confusion, anyone in darkness, Father, bring that person to light in the name of Jesus. I pray that, O oh Lord, let your peace that surpasses all understanding be strong in the heart of anyone listening to my voice. Let my voice not be just an ordinary voice, but may it be the voice of you, O Lord, that will touch lives, that will impact lives, that will correct and open the eye of people's understanding. Let your will be done by the end of this message. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Yeah. As I said earlier, we bless God for such a wonderful time. And today we are still on the topic. We are, we are, we are on a conclusion on the message title, The Dark Creeping Things in the Body of Christ, Part 2. Yeah, we are, we, today we want to conclude the message. Yeah, previously, uh, on the first part, uh, part we talked about the dark creeping things and I we say that when you say creeping when you say something is creeping it means to move in a steadily or secret manner so uh, it also means to behave uh, in in aggreg- aggregated humility or to frown yeah so whenever we talk about dark secrets or dark creeping things we mean that something moving in a secret manner in a private manner in such a way that it makes the church pretend it makes the church behave as if uh, god is happy it makes the church behave as if things are going on well but in a nutshell we are doing things on our own way to for for that to creep on the in the church is a sign that we have moved from the will of God, the, the perfect will of God, to the imperfect will of God. We have moved from the mind of God to our own way of doing things. Amen. So, previously we, we talked about the, the various dark, dark creeping things that is moving and growing secretly in the body of Christ and we our key scripture was Ezekiel chapter 8 whereby God God gave the prophet Ezekiel the prophet visions about the great abomination the great dark things the dark things that were were growing in secret that even the house of Israel, where the people there were were not uh, were not uh, having an attention, they, they were ignorant of what is happening. But God showed Ezekiel in vision how he see his house, which is the house of God, in Israel, in Jerusalem, the house of Jerusalem. How he saw the behavior. God was proving to Ezekiel that the the, the great abominations, the things that they were doing in secret, which were creeping against the things of God, and and we the, uh, we said that the first thing that God showed Ezekiel that it was creeping in the body of Christ or it was creeping in his house is the blindness to see as God sees, whereby the people were seen but they were not see they, they were not seeing things the way as God sees. That's why Jesus said, "Blessed are those who sees and who have ears and they hear." Why? It's because you can have an eye, but you 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 you, you may miss to see what God is seeing. You can have a ear, but you 
may miss to hear what God is hearing. And the next uh, creeping thing, that creeping that is moving secretly in the churches, removing God from his rightful place. One thing is that, as I said earlier, that we cannot push God away. God God cannot be changed. God cannot be changed. God is always uh, uh, stable. God is always uh, uh, unchangeable. He's unmovable. But one thing is that when they say we have removed God from his rightful place, it's whereby we, we ourselves, we move, we move from where where we are supposed to position ourselves in such a way that God should God God will have His rightful place. God God will have His rightful contact with us. That is means to remove God from His rightful place. That is to make God first in your life. When when God is first in your life, when God becomes the first of priority in, in the church, it's a sign that God is in His rightful place. But when God is moved away from his rightful uh, uh, God moves from becoming the first priority in the church then it shows that we have removed God from his rightful place and we also say that worshipping of foreign things than God yeah God proved proved the prophet that the people were worshipping other things they were they were they were giving themselves to idol worship in such a way that it was not something that God was happy for them to worship amen and the, and the next one we, we we also talk about is delusions and deception and that was Ezekiel chapter 8 verse number 11 uh, the Bible says that and they stood before this and they stood before these pictures 70 men of the elders of the house of Israel, which means the the elders, the elders, the leaders, the pastors, the the the, the governors of the house of Israel, in the midst of them stood Jazania, the son of Shaphan, the scribe. So he was a scribe. He was a leader. Because in the olden days, the time, the old, the the time of God's people in the New Testament, when someone is a scribe, that person is termed to be a scholar, a Bible scholar, someone who knows the scriptures. So the Bible said that there was a man called Jazania, the son of Shaphan, the scribe, with with every man his censer in his hand, and a thick cloud of incense was going up in prayer. To this dear gods verse 12 then said he to me son of man have you seen what the elders of the house of Israel do in the secret every man in his secret chambers chambers of idol pictures for they say the Lord does not see us and the Lord has forsaken the land so they were they were full they were moving in what we call delusions and deceptions they were saying that god is not watching us god is not seeing us what we are doing god god cannot see god is away from us amen and you see in this life if you're a christian if you're a pastor and you have a mentality that whatever you are doing god doesn't see you you are under a great delusion and a great deception it's a sign that uh, there's a certain level of darkness that is moving along with your life in such a way that the light that's supposed to shine inside you is becoming dim so when we read verse 10 in ezekiel chapter 8 verse number 10 he said that so I went in and I saw their pictures of every form of creeping things that is secret manner something moving steadily in a secret manner loathsome beasts and all the idols of the house of Israel painted around run about all the war amen so God was revealing to the prophet the things that were moving contrary to his world to his mind to his way of doing things amen and today as i said we are still on the topic the dark creeping things 
in the body of Christ. Part 2. Today, we want to finish up and we want to mention the various dark things that is moving to and fro in this 21st century in the body of Christ. So, I believe you have your Bible, you have your book, and you have your pen to write down something because as you are listening, you have to learn something for yourself. Amen. So, the next dark that is moving to and flow that is having its way in the body of Christ or the church is we are we our back is facing God and worshiping the Son. Yeah, our back is facing God and worshiping the Son. Which means when we talk about the sun, we are talking about the elements of nature. So when we read the same Ezekiel chapter 8, verse number 13, as God was revealing secret, deep secret, uh, hidden secret, the Bible said that all things are plain, all things are made plain in the sight of God. When you read Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 13 the bible says and not a creature exists that is concealed from his sight but all things are open exposed naked defenseless to the eye of him with whom we have to do amen so what god is is trying to tell us in in the book of hebrews is that things are naked there's nothing that we can hinder so if we are in the light it's better we prove ourselves brighter and brighter to the glory of god it's better we don't allow any darkness to creep with the light that god has given us to move steadily to be found to 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 portray in a form of exaggerated humility but in a nutshell we are doing something against the will of god so the next thing that is creeping in a dark format in the body of christ is that our back is facing god and we are worshiping the sun that is the elements of nature so when we read ezekiel chapter 8 verse number 13 the bible said that when god was still revealing the dark things the creeping things to the prophet he said that verse 13 said that he said he also said to me yet again they shall see yet again you shall see great abominations which they are committing you shall see great abominations which they are committing verse 14 then he brought me to the entrance of the north gate of the lost house have you see you see whenever we talk about the lost house we are talking about the temple of god we are talking about a church we are talking about the body of christ so the prophet as we said earlier you see that the first thing that we learned in the first episode where the things god revealed to the prophet that it was going on in the church and the same thing is is going on in this 21st century so god said man of god i want you to use this uh, episode i want you to use this uh, audio podcast to reveal things to my people that there is darkness creeping its way in the body of christ in such a way that the light that's supposed to shine brighter and brighter in my church is is going dimmer and dimmer god have mercy on us so the bible says that then he brought me to the entrance of the north gate of the lost house and behold there sat woman weeping for tamas a babylonian god who was supposed to die annually and subsequently be resurrected verse 15 then said the spirit to me have you seen this O son of man yet again you shall see great abominations that you they are committing verse 16 and he brought me to the inner court of the lost house inner court you see whenever we talk about the tabernacle of god the tabernacle of god was grouped into three chambers we have the outer courts we have the holy place and we have the holy of holies so we say that the inner court which means the the holy of holies 
they were committing abomination to the holy of holies so he said that he bring me to the inner court of the lord's house and behold at the door of the temple of the lord between the porch and the bronze altar were about 25 men with their back to the temple of the lord and their face towards the east and they were bowing themselves towards the east and worshiping the sun amen so one of the things that is also creeping darkly in the body of christ that our back is facing the temple of god our back is facing the instruction of god and rather we have we are we, we our front or our face is facing the sun and we are worshiping it we are worshiping elements of nature why is because in this 21st century it is common to see a christian who go to church on sunday but yet visit the shrine who go to church on Sunday by yet use uh, ways of enchantment to declare curses and wish that his neighbor die and he die prematurely yes to it's common to see Christians equally yoke is common to see even a pastor cursing and trying to make sure that someone die to prove a point yeah, so this is exactly God. What God was showing the prophet, He said that twenty-five men, twenty-five men, with their backs to the temple of the Lord, because the temple of the Lord is where God is. Their back were facing God, and their face towards the east, and they were bowing themselves towards the east and worshiping the sun. The sun is one of the elements of nature. So the people instead of them to worship God, instead of them to focus on God, instead of them to 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 always make their mindset be on God, their mindset were on the elements of nature and their back was facing God and they were not obeying the instructions of God. They were not obeying the will of God, but they were doing things, 25 leaders in the inner courts. Amen. And the, the next thing that is darkly creeping in the body of Christ is also violence and divisions. Violence and divisions. The same Ezekiel chapter 8 verse number 17. The Bible said, Then the Spirit said to me, Have you seen this, O son of man? Is it too slight a thing to the house of Judah to commit the abominations which they commit here, that they must they must fill the land with violence and turn back afresh to provoke me to anger? And behold, they put the brand to their nose, actually, before their mouth, in superstitious worship. Verse 18, Therefore, I will deal in wrath, my eye will not spare, nor will I have pity, and I, and have, have though they cry, and though they cry in my ears with a loud voice, yet I will not hear them. Amen. So when we read verse 17, say that then the spirit said to me, Have you seen this, O son of man? Is it too slight a thing to the house of Judah to commit the abominations which they committed here, that they they must fill the land with violence and turn back afresh to provoke me to anger? So one of the things that is moving steadily in a dark way in the church is what violence god you see when you read the scripture very well you understand that god was not happy that the people were dealing with violence so ezekiel 8 verse 17 he said to the the prophet of god he said that is it too slight a thing to the house of Judah to commit the abomination which they commit here that they might they must fill the land with violence 
and turn back afraid to provoke me to anger with me. God is not happy when there is division in the church. God is not happy when there is violence, there is strife, there is grudges in the church. So one of the dark things that the enemy is making sure is moving steadily in the church, creeping, moving steadily in, in a secret manner in the church is violence and divisions. So when we read Matthew, Matthew chapter 11, verse number 12. Matthew chapter 11, verse number 12. The Bible says something. It says that, And from the day of John the Baptist up to now, the kingdom of God had endured violence, assault, and violent men seed it by force. Yes, violence, divisions, war. Luke chapter... Luke chapter 11, verse number 17. Luke chapter 11, verse number 17. We are still on dark creeping things. Luke chapter 11, verse number 17. The Bible said, But he, but he, aware of their intent and purpose, said to them, Every kingdom's plate against itself is doomed and brought to the desolation. And so, and so house fall upon house the disunited household will collapse and if satan also is divided against himself how will his kingdom last for you say that i expel demons with the help of and by visible amen so one of the things that is creeping steadily in the body of christ is violence and divisions so jesus was saying in luke chapter number 11 verse number 17 he said that if a kingdom stand against itself, how can it stand? It will be brought to desolation. It will be doomed. And he even said that Satan, if Satan should divide against himself, his kingdom will not last. Whereby you see right now in this 21st century, the church is like a competition whereby you see a pastor fighting an opponent pastor, a pastor making sure that his fellow pastor is doomed and is going down, giving all false or all false accusation, all ways of heresy against his opponent. Yes. Forgetting that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the principality, powers in darkness. For us to fight and wage war as kingdoms, as agents of the kingdom of light against the kingdom of darkness. Rather, because we have allowed violence and division to creep in the church, we are fighting in such a way that there is a split. There is no unity. As Jesus said, he gave some, the Bible says he gave some apostles. When we read Ephesians chapter 4, when when. Paul was talking to the Ephesians. He said he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, pastors and teachers to, to prefer the same, to work for the ministry and to edify the body of Christ. And he said that, that the church, there will, bring, there will be a unity. There will be a unity. It is quite unfortunate that it is hard for you to, to recognize unity now in the body of Christ. Because darkness... Uh, in a form of violence and division is creeping in the body of Christ. Amen. Yeah. So the next thing that is also uh, moving darkly in, in a creep form in the body of Christ is hatred and lust. Hatred and lust. Hatred and lust. So let's read First John. First John chapter number First John chapter 3 verse number 15 1 John chapter 3 verse number 15 I hope you are you are also opening your bible you are writing down something First John chapter 3 verse number 15 the bible say anyone who hates his brother in Christ which means in the church is a murderer and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding within him. Amen. So hatred, 
hatred whenever there is hatred in the body of Christ is a sign that there is there is presence of madness in the body of Christ hatred is creeping darkly hatred is moving secretly hatred is moving in 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 a in an exaggerated humility form in a frown form secret manner in the body of Christ because he said that who whoever hates his brother not outside Christ but he said in Christ is a murderer and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him let's also read first uh, revelation revelation chapter revelation chapter number 21 verse number Eight, Revelation chapter number twenty-one, verse number three. But he said that. But as for the cowards, the ignorant, the con- the contemptible, the grovelling, in lack courage, the coward, ab- uh, submissive, and as for the unbelieving and the faithless, and as for the deprived and defiled with abominations. And as for murderers and the lewd, the adulteress, the practitioners of magic arts and adulteress, those who give supreme devotion to anyone or anything other than God, and all liars, those who knowingly convey untruly by words and deeds, all of these shall have their part in the in that ablaze with fire, in the lake that ablaze with fire and brimstone. Amen. This is the second death. So when you check about the root cause of those who will be in the lake of fire, one of it is what? Madras. Madras. The Bible says that whosoever hates his brother is a madra. And he said that a murderer don't have eternal life abiding in him that is first john chapter 3 verse number 15 and when read revelation chapter 21 verse number 8 is talking about the root cause of people going through the lake of fire and one of them is a murderer so if say we if we we portray if we confess if we boldly claim that we are partakers of christ in his body then why should we allow hatred in the church why should we allow hatred to take control over us in such a way that we become madras and partakers of the roko in the leg of fire let's read second peter second peter chapter 3 verse number 3 second peter chapter 3 verse number 3 I would say to begin with, you must know, understand this, that scoffers, mockers, will come in the last days with scoffering, people who work after their own fleshy desires. Another word for last is what? Fleshy desires. So, as I said, hatred and last. So, fleshy desires. The church is now too fleshy. Jesus said that an hour cometh, which is now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For this is such the Father seeketh to worship him. God is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. But this is the way whereby now in this 21st century, you will see that the church is full alongside hatred and becoming madness in the church killing each other um, um, ha- having false accusation making sure that his own christian brother go down one of the things that is also fighting is what last which is what fleshy desires fleshy desires there's fleshy desires there's too much carnality in the church in such a way that it is hardly for us to hear the voice of God. It is hardly for us to, to, to inquire from God. And we try to use logics of man and human intellect to govern the standards of God. And that is error. Let's read first, uh, James chapter 4, verse 1 to 4. 
James chapter 4 is also talking about last. James chapter 4, verse 1 to 4. They also say, What leads to strife, discord, and phones, and how, and foods, and feuds, sorry, and how do conflict, quarrels, and fighting originate among you? Do they not arise from your sensual desires, which is lustful desires, that are ever warring in your bodily members i read it again what leads to strife and how do conflict originate among you do they not arise from your sensual desires which is your lustful desires that are ever warring in your bodily members you are jealous and covet others and covet what others have and your desires go unfulfilled so you become murderous to hate is to murder as far as your hearts are concerned you burn with envy and anger and you are not able to obtain the contentment the happiness that you seek so you fight and war you do not have because you ask not or you do ask God for them and you you yet fail to receive because you ask with wrong purpose and evil selfish motives. Your intention is when you get what you desire to spend it with sensual pleasures. Verse 4. You are like unfaithful wives having elitic love affair with the world and breaking your marriage vow to god do you not know that being the worst friend is being god's enemy so whoever chooses to be a friend of the world takes his stand as an enemy of god this is the amplified version amen so when we read James, James was talking about lust and madness going through the members, going through the body of Christ, going through the totality, things that come together as Christianity. Yes, hatred and lust. The next, that creeping thing, or the next thing that is creeping darkly in the body of Christ is rebellion and money lovers. Yes, nowadays you see that many people, when you see someone coming to ministry, is because of money. Money motive. And that's not, that's not that. Jesus said that, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things will be added unto you. So when we read First Timothy chapter 6, verse number 10. First Timothy chapter 6, verse number 10. He said that for the love of money is the root of all evils. It is through this craving that some have been laid astray and have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves too with many acute pangs. But as for you, O man of God, flee from all these things, aim at and pursue righteousness. Seek if the kingdom of God is righteousness. Right standing with God and true goodness, godliness, which is the loving fear of God and being Christ-like, faith, love, steadfastness, patience, and gentleness of heart. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of eternal life to which you were summoned. You confess the, the, the good confession of faith before many witness. Amen. Hallelujah. So, when you check this scripture, Paul was also talking to Timothy that, Timothy, you should not love money, but rather, you should, you should have a, you should, you should fight for righteousness. You should fight a good fight of faith. You should not do something that will move away from the faith. 
that will lead you away from the faith, that will lead you away from the, the original core, the original gospel, the motive, the, the, the reason behind you are called a man of God, the reason behind you are called a Christian, the reason behind you are called a believer, the reason behind you are called to be a Christ-like being on this life. Yeah. Money lovers. And whenever people begin to become money lovers, they easily become rebellion. They rebel against God. They rebel against the commandment of God. They begin to do things on their own. So when you read First Samuel chapter 15, 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse number 13, when God told Saul to go and make war and kill everything, Look at what Saul did. And someone came to Saul, and Saul said to him, Blessed are you of the Lord. I have performed what the Lord ordered. And someone said, What then means this blatant of the sheep in my ears and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? Saul said, They have brought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best of their sheep and oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God. But the, the rest we have utterly destroyed then someone said to Saul stop I will tell you what the Lord said to me tonight Saul said to him see on Samuel said when you were small in your own sight were you not made the head of the tribe of Israel and the Lord anoint you king over Israel and the Lord sent you on a mission and said go utterly destroy the sinners the Amalekite and fight against them until they are consumed why then did you not obey the voice of the lord but stooped down upon the plunder and did evil in the lost sight but say and someone said and so said to someone yes i have obeyed the voice of the lord i have gone the way the lord sent me and have brought aga king of amalaka uh, amalek and have utterly destroyed the amalekites let's read verse 22 the Bible says, and someone said has the lord has the Lord as great a delight as the Lord as great a delight in burnt offering and sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. Verse 23 For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. Mercy. So because of rebellion and money loving, many people have been rejected. Many people are just wearing clergy. They are just wearing the cler clerical, moving to and fro in the church. But they have already been rejected in the sight of God. So Saul was a king, but he was already rejected. That's why Samuel said that when, when he, he touched the, the skirt of Samuel and a tear, he said that the, 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 the kingdom has departed from you. The Lord has rejected you as a king and he has given to someone better than you. Then when we read First Samuel chapter 16, you get to know verse 10 that when David was anointed to be the king, the future king, instead of Saul. So you see, there are many people who are not functioning well in the body of Christ. Why? It's because they are obeying God partially. And it's a dark creeping thing. It's something that the enemy is using to prevent many people from, from the sight of God. To move many people away from the sight of God. It's using money loving and also rebellion. Open rebellion. People to fight against their senior pastors. People to fight against the, the, the things of the church, the affairs of the church. To fight against the voice of God. Just as Saul did. And the Bible says he was rejected. As a king, he said, just as you have rejected the voice of God, you are also rejected to be a king. Yeah. So there are many people whom we think they, 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 are, they are preachers. They are no more in the sight of God. They are no more. That's why the Bible said that there shall you return and descend between the righteous and the wicked, between the one who serve God and the one who serve him, who serve him not. Malachi chapter 3 verse number 18. 
So it is better to be a pastor, to be a Christian, to be a church member who is accepted in the sight of God than in the sight of man. The next dark cryptin that is also moving steadily in the, in the body of Christ is independency and selfishness. Yeah, independency and selfishness. When we read Genesis chapter 2, verse number 15 to 17, the Bible says, God warned Adam and Eve. He told Adam that you should not touch this fruit. The Bible says, and God placed Adam in, in, in the garden to dress it and to keep it. And God said that you can eat all this fruit, but this particular tree of knowledge on good and evil, you should not touch it. For the day that you, you touch it, you will die. You, you will be independent and you will be selfish. You will move from the realm of dependency on me, God, to the realm of independence. You will move from the realm of selfless to the realm of selfish. So don't touch it. And verse, when we read Genesis chapter 3, the Bible said that the, the snake was a subtle animal. He was subtle among all the, uh, the, 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 the animals that God has created. He was a subtle creature and he was able to delude man in a way that man moved from the realm of independent uh, the realm of dependency to the realm of independence man moved from move from the realm of selfless to the realm of being selfish in such a way that when god even asked him that why did you do this he was accusing the woman that was a sign of a selfish being so when man fell the church which is the body of christ has has, has been operating in independence and what selfishness in such a way that uh, when when a pastor in a church is growing he want to hide even the secret of his growth against his own brother or fellow pastor is in another church as if the uh, this particular pastor is uh, what is building sheep or members to a different heaven and this the other pastor is also building a, a, a sheep or a flock of God to also a different heaven we are all having the same heaven in mind the same focus just that God can call you to be in a particular platform or a particular functionality but at the end of the day whether apostle whether a prophet whether a pastor a teacher we are meant to perfect the same to work for the ministry to edify the body of Christ we are meant for one focus but independency and selfishness as creep in the body of Christ in such a way that we are selfish towards one another we are independent towards one another there's no love of God in us God have mercy on us amen then the the last but not the least that creep thing that is moving steeply or uh, in the body of Christ is what we call condemnation and destruction condemnation and destruction condemnation condemnation when we read Romans chapter 8 verse number Romans chapter 8 Romans chapter 8 verse number 1 the Bible said therefore now therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who live and walk not after the dictates of the flesh, but after the dictates of the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, has freed me from the law of sin and death. I read again. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And it went further. Who live and walk not after the dictates of the flesh, but after the dictates of the spirit. So, which means that whenever the church moves from serving God in spirit and in truth, we move from a place of freedom or a place of righteousness or a place of right standing with God to a place of condemnation God the Bible has made it clear that 
there's there's no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So when the body of Christ moved by the detection of the, the flesh is a sign that we are under condemnation. And this is one of the things that is also creeping, distraction. Condemnation is always close to distraction. So when we read Proverbs, Proverbs chapter, Proverbs chapter 27, verse 20. Proverbs chapter 27, verse number 20. The Bible says that Shuel, which is hell, the place of death, and Abaddon, the place of destruction, are never satisfied. Why? So the eye of man is never satisfied. The church is full of people who are never satisfied. And because of their dissatisfaction, hell and destruction is also having its way in the church. Yes. And it's a dark cryptic. It's a dark. You see that? Hell, show well. And what? Abaddon. So, show well means the place of death. Abaddon, the place of destruction are never satisfied so the last of the eyes of man is never satisfied because there's last the eyes of man there's the, the, there's no contentment rather covetousness in the church competition in the church so the church there's a dark thing that is creeping which is condemnation and destruction there's destruction in the church Many people are dying prematurely. Many Christians are dying without uh, properly fulfilling their assignment with God as they become Christians. The, the Bible says that for this purpose, for this purpose, Jesus was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Jesus died in 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 that three and a half uh, three years when he came when he well, at the age of 32 when he started his ministry and he died within the the three years period he finished his purpose but this is the situation that many people in the body of christ are doing the work of god they they, they are not even doing it some of some are some are, some are even not doing it they they, they just die prematurely why is because of condemnation because they they are too much in the flesh they walk by the detect of the flesh desires and and they are also not satisfied because of that hell and destruction is also moving through the church jesus said i will build my church and the gates of hell the gates of hell is the gates of condemnation is the gates of destruction so he said the gates of hell shall not prevail but this the situation is prevailed why because the church has allowed condemnation and destruction to creep in the body to move secretly to move in a way why because there is no satisfaction we are not content with what god we are not patient we are in a rush we are in a hurry as if we are God, as if we, we own the kingdom of God, as, as if we own heaven, as if we know far better than God. God should have mercy on us. So, these are also the additional things that are creeping darkly in the body of Christ. I said the, 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 the next one for today, the, on today's episode, I said the first one is our back facing God and worshipping the Son. As we, we, we read Ezekiel, when the 25 people in the tabernacle, their face were facing the sun. The next one is violence and what? Divisions. There's violence and divisions which is moving darkly in the church. Hatred and lust is also creeping in the church. Rebellion and la uh, money lovers. Yeah. If you like check people who are in church who are who are into money they they easily rebel they are rebels yeah and the next one is independency and what selfishness is also moving in the body of christ and then and, and then last but one not the least as i said is what condemnation and destruction condemnation is because you are moving by the desires of the flesh destruction is because we are not content 
So these are the, the gates of hell. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell, the gates of hell is the gates of condemnation and the gate of destruction is moving and creeping steadily in the church. God should have mercy on us. Amen. I want to pray for you as you are listening to me. Maybe ignorantly in your church as a pastor or ignorantly in your church as a believer, these things are creeping. I want you to, you, you have allowed this thing because whenever we talk about a church, we are talking about the people, not the structures. We are not talking about the, the, the infrastructure. We are talking about the people because the Bible says we are the temple of the Spirit of God. So I, I want you to pray this prayer with me. You know, the Bible says, if your heart do not condemn you, you have confidence towards God as you are listening to me. You are touched. You, you see that this thing that we have been said, this dark creeping things that we have said from the first episode to today's episode, it, it, it is something that you yourself you have been moving ignorantly. I, 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 that this is the reason why God said I should preach this message. So, as you are listening to me, I want you to pray this prayer. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word. Have mercy on me. Forgive me for allowing darkness to creep secretly in my life for allowing the enemy to have a place in my life to use me against the body of christ i pray that oh lord have mercy on me i pray that anything that i've done that is not good in your sight for father forgive me and use me for your purpose from today help me to obey your word in jesus mighty name amen maybe you are also listening to me you are not born again the bible says for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son jesus that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life for you to to experience the glory of god for you to experience the power of god you need to be born born again that's what jesus said to uh, he said to Nicodemus that marvel not I say unto you you must be born again that's the reason why the, the angel was sent to Colonius that that the, the spirit of God will also speak to Peter to enter into the heart of Colonius to preach to him about born again for him and his household to receive Christ it is indeed that we must be born again or else we cannot enter the kingdom of God. So as you are listening to me, you are not born again. I want you to also pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word. I thank you for dying on the cross. For your word says, we have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's why you send your son, Jesus Christ. That's why you send your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for my sins. That's why you send your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I come to you just as I am. I, I, I know, I have accepted that I'm a sinner. That's why you came to die for me. From today, I take you as my personal Lord and Savior. Have mercy on me. Write my name in the book of life. Wash me by the blood. Have mercy on me. From today, I take you, your life, and, and from today, use me for your purpose. Forgive me. Have mercy on me of evil conscience, I pray. And always abide with me. Help me to fulfill every assignment as a Christian, as a believer. Thank you for accepting me to be part of the body of Christ. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. The Bible said that for as many as receive him, today give him, today gave him power to become the sons of God. As you have received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you are now a believer. You are now a born-again Christian. And I want you to look for a Bible-believing church. Or you can also call our line and talk to one of our pastors. His name is Pastor Richard. The line is 0548-645456. Our church is uh, Holy Hill Assembly under the universal denominations of the Holy Spirit. God bless you and always stay, stay tuned to the next episode. Bye-bye.